Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. This is Jeff and Kelly. April is a very special month on <laughs> popcorn for dinner. Uh, it was a very last minute theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an idea for one theme and then just didn't feel exactly right. Yeah. And we happened upon a, an abundance of movies that fit <laughs> this theme. And it seemed like the universe was telling us something. Yes, especially <laughs> since this particular one was leaving the streaming service yeah yeah and when we looked at it it was like there's 31 hours left <laughs> for you to watch this movie like oh well i guess we better we better just buckle down and watch it then yeah and uh the theme for this month is jean-claude van damme <laughs> the muscles from brussels oh yeah this is uh, particularly exciting because of the fact that like it's not like I know a lot, like I know the legend of Jean-Claude Van Damme, but like <laughs> I know of him enough. I've seen maybe a couple of movies with him in it, but I've never really done that huge of a dive into his movies. Yeah. So like I, I for the most part knew what we're getting into, but at the same time, it's like, oh boy. Yeah. Like, it's sort of uncharted ground. Like, oh, but how ridiculous <laughs> will it get? Well, I had even less knowledge because my the extent of me, like, watching him act was that episode of Friends he was on. Yeah. I hadn't seen anything else. <laughs> and then, like, I, I knew that he, like, did the splits between, like, yeah, moving the, yeah, cars like or something two, like that. Yeah, two trucks for a commercial or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does, like, ridiculous stunts like that. Like, that was <laughs> that was it for Jean-Claude. And also <laughs> just the name, my God. Yeah. Um, And it, it's funny, too, because, it's like, there is a little bit of a, like, common thread between who we wound up choosing and who mm-hmm. we were thinking of choosing because we almost made it Arnold Schwarzenegger month. And something just didn't click right. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. Let's yeah. let's we're going to reevaluate what we yeah, have yeah, for that yeah. month. Reevaluate the movies that we want to do and that kind of stuff. So it was like, oh, OK, but then what else? And then this sort of just it, it was it was like if you wanted to go to like your favorite, like greasy burger place and they were closed so you went to the other greasy burger place, you know, it's like you didn't change <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, food styles. You didn't yeah. go, you know, you weren't like, you know what? Now nah, let's, let's go, let's do tacos. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I'm still in the mood for this greasy burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and something just didn't work out with the first choice. <laughs> and so this is a, a very similar one uh, in terms of that. Yeah. Like the guy 
who is not an actor <laughs> and is basically there because of the fact that like it, it basically is a lead in movies for reasons completely unrelated to their acting abilities. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and what's sort of special about it, like I feel like Arnold in the end winds up being a better actor between the two of them. Okay. Like just. I haven't seen enough of either to yeah, really but distinguish. Like, just in general, I feel like Arnold gets the hang of it eventually <laughs> way, way, way better than Jean-Claude kind of ever does. Okay. However, what you do get with Jean-Claude, it's like with, with Arnold, it's very much like he's a big, huge, muscly guy. Yeah. And that is what he did. You know, mm -hmm. he was muscles. Yeah. <laughs> for for like a lack of a, a more nuanced way to say it. Like that was his game. Like my sport is muscles. Yeah, it was bodybuilding. I make muscles and they're there and you look at them. Yeah. But with Jean-Claude, like he is a martial artist. Like, yeah. I don't think Arnold is a martial artist of anything. I don't think he has any training or yeah. any, any, any sort I mean, of thing like maybe that by now he's yeah maybe had a since little bit. then but that was definitely not what people were looking for when they were going to, no. to look at his movies and with Jean-Claude it is very much like what he's like it's gonna <laughs> get to the point in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie he where the karate. only yeah, well not just that but it's like it's gonna come to a point where the only way a problem gets solved is through martial arts <laughs> you know like that is mm -hmm. the game and this specific one uh, is is sort of a weird place to start, considering <laughs> it's not like his like breakthrough movie. Mm -hmm. It's not a like most popular movie. It's not even like the funniest, so bad it's good kind of movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, I feel like I maybe had heard of it like twice before we decided to to do this. You know, it was not yeah. one of like, oh yeah, that okay, one mm -hmm. of those movies. This was literally like, wait a minute, what's this one now? I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. So it, it's a, it's a sort of weird place to kind of jump into it, but uh, <laughs> considering <laughs> what we what we sat through yeah. that movie that we sat and watched, like I don't think there could be a better introduction <laughs> to a Jean Claude Van Damme movie than the movie we watched for this week. And the movie we watched for this week is the 1991 American action crime film. Double Impact, <laughs> starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and a second Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like that, Greaser that is... Van Damme. <laughs> oh my God. It's so silly. There's so much to go through about it. Like it's, it's one of those... <laughs> it's so misguided in what it's trying to do and looking a little bit on the like backstory of it and behind the scenes of it where you're just sort of like... Oh, that's precious of you, <laughs> Jean-Claude. Um, but real quick, obviously, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme at a second Jean-Claude Van Damme mm -hmm. means that we are dealing with twins here. And uh, the plot of the movie based on IMDb is that twin brothers are separated when their parents are murdered, but 25 years later, they reunite in order to avenge their parents' death. Sort of. Yeah. That plot would be a lot uh, more straightforward than what we kind of wind up getting in this yeah. movie. Like, It's not even like a secret, so I'm not going to bury the lead too hard on it. But they throw a wrinkle into the whole family <laughs> avenging thing that is so nuts to me that makes zero sense that I don't understand even in the slightest. Because it's mm. like, it's not just a movie where like, 
these two guys, <laughs> these two <laughs> separated twins, like discover their heritage, discover that they're like their their parents were murdered mm-hmm. and are now going to go murder those people in revenge. That's kind of not what they're sort of told or 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 what yeah. their buddy Frank yeah. kind of uh like leads them into there's this weird thing about like a, a family estate or like an inheritance they should be getting or some sort of like shouldn't you guys be getting the thing yeah that the bad guys like screwed you out of by murdering your family and having you grow up as like separate kids mm-hmm. who aren't a part of this family yeah. So like, and even in that sense, that kind of makes sense. Like, oh yeah, that would totally, you know, if there was like some like oil baron mm-hmm. who had this huge, you know, vast wealth yeah. that these kids are getting fucked out of. Like, yeah, I could see them totally. Yeah. But that's not what happens <laughs> either. It's the, like, no. they're clearly rich. <laughs> Like based on you know the movie itself, just showing yeah. us like oh they're at a gala, they have the twins there. Like this is the whole start of the movie. Mm-hmm. They're at this event, which is basically just the like snipping of the ribbon mm-hmm. for an underwater tunnel from Hong Kong to mainland China. Yeah, and the guy Paul Wagner, right? That's the yes, I think it is. Paul Wagner is the dad, and they're at this event, and then Paul, the dad, goes up onto the stage to. With the other guy, Griffith, and they're like, we're the ones who totally did this, mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and we're going to cut the fucking ribbon, and yeah. cars are going to start going through it, and it's open to the world, and everything is great. Mm-hmm. Don't see how that's ever going to play into anything later, but okay, like, this is where the movie starts, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Paul and his wife and his twin boys and their like caretaker... Mm-hmm. Are driving home from this event. I'm yep. assuming that that's what what the deal is. Yeah, and they're being followed by what I assume is his bodyguard. Yeah, like a guy that he sense. hires to make sure all his shit is safe. Yeah, uh, and this is Frank, and mm-hmm. he is pretty wonderful, actually. Jeffrey Lewis, I believe his name is. You have to give him props for the fact that he has to act in this movie against two <laughs> Jean Claude Van Dams. Like he, like on top of. The whole thing about like, oh, yeah, you know, he's playing two different parts. So you have to shoot everything kind of twice. And, you know, there's body doubles and there's sometimes there's awful split screen effects. You know what I mean? Like they they, they use all the sorts of tricks to have the two Jean-Claude's in the movie together. Mm -hmm. But like just the fucking torture that it must have been for everybody yeah. else on that movie being like I can barely understand him the first time through <laughs> and now we have to react this scene with him again but now he has a cigar like oh my god this fucking shit so I feel like he did as good of a job as he could with the like terrible script and what I can only assume was like a nightmare shoot <laughs> oh, yeah. of dealing with this and he still comes across as that like jovial father figure mm-hmm. guy to these these two jean claudes yeah <laughs> they are such morons they are so equally stupid like mm-hmm. one thing that like like i kind of mentioned earlier about like oh you kind of feel bad for <laughs> for jean claude um because he very specifically mentioned like in you know in production pre-production whatever the fuck that he wanted to portray Two very different characters. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny about it is that, like, truthfully, other than uh, Alex always wearing black Mm -hmm. and his hair being slicked 
and chomping on a cigar every single scene so that you know which one it is without any confusion. <laughs> like, other than the visual distinguishers between the two of them, mm-hmm. they are practically identical anyway. Yep. Like, he gets angrier more as Alex. Yeah, and um, gets drunk. Yeah, and gets drunk and stuff. But really, truthfully, like, the, the, something that's so funny to me is on the on the cover of this movie, they talk about how the brothers are like, one of them brings a punch and the other one brings a piece so it's like you can kind of see where you could play with something like that especially Mm -hmm. with a guy who's done a bunch of martial arts movies where it's like okay one of his characters will be his like martial arts guy Mm -hmm. where he oh you know i use karate and whatever the fuck to fight off the bad guys and then you have the other dude be the like han solo gunslinger dude who's just like you know taking shots at people and like oh well oh my god like what that's how i deal with it i never took karate classes or anything like that like this is how i deal with problems and like really contrasting the roles Mm -hmm. but by the end of it they both are excellent with guns and both can do, you know, front flips and kicks and all that sorts yeah. of shit to the point where it's like, what's the difference between the two? They could have both been born and raised in the exact same place and come out exactly the way they are, yep. despite growing up apart from each other. Yep. The, their entire lives. Yep. And, oh, my God. And so still silly. have the same, like, accent. <laughs> that. Oh, man. There are a lot of things in this movie that is my favorite thing. But that might be my ultimate favorite thing <laughs> is the hilarity that comes from screenwriters trying to figure out a way to write these characters in a way so that they have <laughs> accents <laughs> because they know that there's no way they're getting rid of it. There's yeah. no way that it's going to be like, so Jean-Claude is going to play a guy essentially born and raised in California and they're like no he's not (laughs) that guy has to have been raised in France for some reason yeah and then brought here to America at a later date so that he has an accent it's like okay but what about the brother that gets left behind in Hong Kong like well he gets dropped off at a French nunnery Mm -hmm. specifically (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that he can have an accent like it's so like they're singing (laughs) Farrah Jaka yep as the caretaker in... brings the baby up to the thing to be to just so you know that he's going to get a French upbringing <laughs> so that he can sound like Jean-Claude Van Damme for the rest of the movie. It's my favorite thing in the world, just like bending over backwards to yeah. explain this dude because they know there's nothing else they can do. Yeah. Like, ah. He's not doing an American accent. Yeah, he's not going to do any other accent. And also, you, he's so well known by now that you can't dub him. Yeah. <laughs> so you are stuck. Every movie you have to figure out a way to make him French. <laughs> so funny. Which he isn't even French. He's from like Belgium. But I mean, you know, it, yeah. you, you get accents and Americans wouldn't be able to fucking tell. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy. More Americans know where France is than where yeah, Belgium exactly. is. And also Jean-Claude is just like, oh, that's a Frenchie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anywho. So uh, the parents are driving home and he tells Frank, his security guard guy, to just like take the night off. So he instead of following them home another like three minutes, apparently he's like, just leave. And Frank's like, all right. And just bails on them. Yeah. So then my next note, I just wrote assassins. Oh, and the second he tells his detail to take the night off (laughs) is literally immediately as soon as he is out of view, this other car pulls in like they've been waiting for this. Yeah. 
And like that struck something with me where I was just like, okay, so like, it's not just a case of like, they get caught up. It's not like Batman Mm -hmm. where the two rich folks are going to like run into some hoodlums and get shot. Yeah. Like these people are being targeted. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like, okay, let's see where this is going. What kind of deals is the dad doing? Or, you know, what kind of Mm -hmm. craziness? They pull up to the house and there's fucking a bunch of dudes with guns waiting for them. And he calls back. Well, he calls back to Frank earlier because he's like, yeah. so that's not you following us. And Frank's like, no, it's not me. Oh, my God. And does a huge yeah. turn in the middle of the street. He's like, yeah, go, Frank. Yeah, to, to, to come and save them. Um, but they, they pull up a whole bunch of, you know, Hong Kong gangsters with guns and shit are all just waiting for them. And they're like, oh, fuck, this is happening. Mm-hmm. They open fire on the car. The dad opens fire on the gangsters. The mom is freaking out. The caretaker's in the back with the twins. Yeah. Frank's racing back. It's this huge old thing. Lots of extremely overdramatic gunshot wounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what. That's another thing. We, we talked about this with Demolition Man, I think, mm-hmm. about how there there's this very... Uh, I feel like it's like post matrix. I feel like it's like you hit matrix and they, they still have this. And then after matrix, it feels like action movies were like, Whoa, we need to fucking pump the brakes on this, like blood squib gore stuff for our action movies and action movies then became really lame from then on where it's like, (laughs) well, it's just like, they're just like, we just, we want, we want to be PG 13 instead of R. So everyone who gets hit with a gun, they just fall over. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like it's kind of like Inception yeah. where it's like they get away with it because it's in a dream or whatever. But it's like that's why they do it that way. It's just like you just shoot and they fall over mm-hmm. and nothing. You don't see anything. They're just dead now. Move on. Yeah. But these movies are very much like, yeah! oh, God, <laughs> like blood spraying. Holy oh fuck. My God, like- I was afraid that they were going to full on show the mom having her head blown off. Yeah, me too. Like that gangster walks up with the shotgun and just aims it straight at her face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's going to happen, isn't it? Like, it's yeah, not going like, to be like oh, a cutaway. Oh, it's no. going to be like, there's the clay model of the actress's face. Mm-hmm. It's going to explode, isn't it? I was surprised they had the restraint not to. Uh, and But yeah, Frank shows up. Obviously, like the caretakers in the back of the car trying to like cover the babies and keep them safe mm-hmm. while all this gunfire is happening. You know, dad's dead, mom's dead. A few of the gangsters are dead too. Uh, there's a brief cutaway to that guy Griffith. Mm-hmm. And then it, and, but it, there's no like, <laughs> there's no context. Yeah. There was no context or connection to it. So in my notes, I was like, so he's in on it. Is that just supposed to be inferred yeah. <laughs> because they cut to a shot of him in the middle of this, even though the, it, like it's clear that he is not there, mm-hmm. like right at the spot where the gunfire is happening? Yeah. So it's like, what, what is that? <laughs> and then Frank rolls up to the car. He sees that everybody's dead. He sees that the babies are alive. He t- <laughs> tells the caretaker to take the babies. Like, go run. And she runs off, and then he takes a few more shots of the gangsters and looks at the car, and she left the other baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe. I was like, (laughs) on what planet? Like, what? I mean, obviously, I get it. Trauma in the middle of a crazy situation, guns and shit going off. But, like, what did she think he said? What did she think his plan was? Or did she really get like 30 yards away from the car and was like, oh, I only got one. 
oh shoot <laughs> like she didn't it seemed like she was like okay you got the other one and left yeah. and he was like wait oh no and then he had to grab that baby and run off with him so they get separated there as yeah. infants six months old yeah she takes one of them to the french nunnery <laughs> and drops it off yeah and then frank takes the other one and raises him in france in france <laughs> and then they go to california to start their their karate dojo slash aerobics workout center yeah it seems like they like own it run it yeah but like father son (laughs) martial arts zaniness whatever yeah uncle uncle, well no because oh yeah that's right he does say that he's his uncle uncle frankie it's I i think just the thing that makes it so weird is that he takes one baby and raises him Mm -hmm. chad 25 years of his life yeah as just like you're my nephew yeah whatever and we grew up in france and then moved to california yeah uh and did all this stuff and then all the way across the world in hong kong is alex Mm-hmm. Who has grown up there, but they 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 tell us really none of it. Yeah, we don't know anything about what happened to him between getting dropped off at that orphanage and the present day. But like, <laughs> he he grows up as like a smuggler dude or whatever. But he grows up with absolutely nothing. Yeah, like Chad grows up in France and California and has Frank as a father figure. Alex grows up with literally nothing. Yeah, and apparently. Frank has been like looking for him because of like once it cuts mm-hmm. to 25 years later and they show uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme showing all the ladies how he can do the splits mm-hmm. and, you know, his karate moves and stuff. And he beats mm-hmm. up that that British guy who's talking shit in the class or whatever, which yeah. is all just things to show off the stuff he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, see, I can do the splits. See, I can do some martial arts. That's what I do. Yeah. And then Frank gets a visit from some dude who shows him a picture of Alex in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm, okay. So he's been like sending out PIs to go find this guy. Yeah. Basically just being like, he's going to look exactly like this guy because yeah. <laughs> they're twins. <laughs> so it should be pretty easy to find him. Like we yeah. should be able to recognize him. And then they go to Hong Kong. Like they make a thing where it's like, oh, there's some business thing we got to deal with. Chad, we need to go to Hong Kong. And he's like, mm. what? What are you talking about? Ah, what? Like, but uh, like, I just, I find it so strange that, because they do wind up finding Alex. Mm-hmm. But, like, Alex doesn't live with Frank all the... He doesn't know anything about Frank. Frank no. is nothing to him. Right. And, like, within, like, a day of the three of them, like, getting together and being like, so this is the shit that went down and this is who you guys are and that's who I am and that's who your parents were. As soon as that's up, it's like they're best buds and yeah. they've been buds forever. <laughs> and it's like, you've known this man a day. Mm-hmm. And they're both looking to him like, oh, father figure guy. It's like, that should only be Chad's character. Yeah. At least until, like, the end of the movie and then yeah. Alex can come around. <laughs> but there's no real character arcs yeah. or changes or anything like that other than the fact that they're like, we don't like each other at first because we're so different. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're like, okay, we're cool now. And that's it. That's yeah. really the only change is like, we were once mean and now we're not. Yeah. But there's no like, oh, my life. I'm going to, because, you know, you'd think that like Alex is a smuggler and he's doing illegal shit and they got to, you know, ditch the the contraband when the cops come and that kind of stuff. And you'd think by the end of the movie, you'd be like, hey, maybe I will go straight and I will do this or that. And it's like, no, 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 no. no nobody cares. That's, they're just going to keep living <laughs> yeah. their lives. He just does what he does. Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, um, we don't even know if they ever even get any of that tunnel money. Yeah, which, <laughs> God, tunnel money. It's so funny to me because I don't <laughs> understand it at all. Because, like, they go to Hong Kong. 
there's some some uh, some twin shenanigans where they walk into a bar and everyone at the bar thinks that Chad is Alex, mm-hmm. but they're like, oh, you're dressed weird today and your hair looks weird today and blah, 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 and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And he eventually, <laughs> eventually Alex's girlfriend like grabs Chad's dick. Yeah. At one point thinking that it's him mm-hmm. and he just has no idea what's happening. So he has no reason to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not who you think I am. Yeah. He's just like, this place rules. This is the best bar that's ever existed. Yeah. I've been here a minute. <laughs> Somebody has given me money and I'm about to get a handy. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> uh, and then and then that's when other Jean-Claude shows up and, <laughs> and butts him in, right in the face <laughs> to knock him out to like get to the next scene mm-hmm. where they all sit around and, and talk about like what has happened. And obviously he explains, you know, uh, Frank explains like, oh, these were your parents. They were murdered by uh, fucking his business partner, Griffith, mm-hmm. and this, tri- this uh, uh, not Chang, Zhang. Yeah. This Zhang guy who's like a businessman guy. Uh, they were in it a together. Quote unquote business. Businessman, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> this is what I don't understand. Like, they, okay, Paul Wagner, mm-hmm. the twins' dad, mm-hmm. wanted to build this tunnel, right? It was his right. project. Correct. And he, like, designed it, I assume? I don't know if he designed it, but he at least, like, was funding it. Well, no, because that's what winds up happening is that he winds up not being able to pay for it. That's why he has to go in business with Griffith and Zhang. They're the ones who then bankroll it well, he, because he didn't have enough. He only, right? he, he, so Paul Wagner just went into business with Griffith. Griffith was getting his money from Zhang without Paul's knowledge. And then they, okay, okay, okay. Griffith couldn't pay up to Zhang then. And so they had the Wagners killed to get their part of whatever proceeds come from this bridge that's, or tunnel. I mean, that's what I don't get. And But that's also not, from what I recall, that's not exactly what goes down because the way they explain it is that, like he says, once your dad had like run out his use to them, they yeah. had him killed. Oh, which yeah. is what confused me so much where it's like, okay, so, so, so Griffith needed the money and he went in with the, the gangster. And the gangster gave them the money to finish the project. So I'm assuming that the responsibility of finishing the project was Wagner's. Yeah. And then he finished it that day. They, you know, snipped the thing. Mm -hmm. It's open. It's done. Yeah. They kill Wagner. Yeah. And I don't understand that. I don't understand that in the slightest why you would kill him at that point or really at any point. I don't understand what they what they stand to gain unless it was like. Wagner was about to find out that we were doing business with a gangster or I, something, but that's not touched on at all. Yeah. They, they specify that he like ran out of, of usefulness to mm-hmm. them. That's like, of what? but why murder him? It's not like you yeah. gain anything <laughs> from it except for these, these mystical earnings that one apparently makes off of a tunnel. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get it. Like, I, I, I don't understand how the man <laughs> who built the tunnel gets anything out of it other than the fee paid for building the tunnel. Like, you don't get a stake in the tunnel. Like, they <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it would be like. <laughs> like, he gets part of the tolls? Like, no, what? No, 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 no. 
Like, it would be like if it was like he finally got like a government contract sort of thing, but it like pays out over time sort of. I, I mean, I, guess, I don't know. I don't they know. don't, they don't yeah, explain they don't. it that way. Like, it's just so funny that Frank talks to these two guys about this tunnel that is like their birthright. <laughs> and it's like, it's a tunnel. Yeah. He somehow gets the two brothers to be like, yeah, like we're, we're in. I wrote down specifically <laughs> from that scene. Let me try Let me find it real quick. Okay. So Alex is in. But is the rest of this flick going to be nonstop split screen terribleness? Because at the end of that scene, they they like come together in the frame. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how is it this bad? Because there's <laughs> one shot later that actually looked really good. It had really striking lighting to it that I felt helped composite mm-hmm. the two of them together. But in that first one, when they come together, it was like, that one looks like it was shot on VHS yes. 10 years ago. <laughs> and then they they composited him into this shot. Like, it looks terrible. It's yeah. so obvious it's an effect. And I was really mad about that. But I wrote down, I was like, okay, cool. Alex is in. Mm-hmm. And then three scenes later, they have another scene where they're like, are you in? Yeah, I think I'm in. I was like, we did this already, <laughs> movie. What is happening? They have no idea where this plot is going. They're just yeah. like, does this scene? And then the next scene happens and the next scene happens. And then the next scene is them on Alex's boat in like Hong Kong Harbor or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And they pull some sheets off of some, some beamers, right? They were the yeah. BMW, right? <laughs> pull the sheets off of them. And I just wrote down, I'm assuming those are nice cars. Yeah. Cause I have no idea. And they look shitty to me now. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm assuming at that point in time that that was like, Oh damn. But he has these cars and the trunks are full of other contraband, like cigarettes and porn and shit. Yeah. And then the, these other pirates, I'm assuming whatever the fuck smugglers, whoever the fuck they are, the buyers, they're right. the people who are coming to buy this shit from or pick it up or whatever the fuck. Right. And for some reason, Alex has brought Frank and Chad along. Yeah. Like when that scene started and they're just on this boat, I'm like, okay, so now they're going to start their plan of of getting back at these people. (laughs) And then he tries to sell these guys, these beamers, and then the fucking Harbor police show up. There's another (laughs) gunfight. There's some more martial (laughs) arts fighting. Fucking... Uh, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm gonna feel like an idiot this whole time being like, it chat, no, Alex, chat, Alex, which of the Jean Claude's I'm thinking of? <laughs> Alex Chad, is driving. Yeah, Alex is driving the boat, and Alex and Chad decides that they need to push the cars off the boat into the harbor. Right, to make the boat go faster because it was too heavy. Is that why? Yes. Okay. Because, okay. I was just like, what are you doing? Like, what is the point of this? And all you're doing is destroying the stuff that he's trying to sell. Like, because they blow up the cars. They shoot the cars that are sinking in the water. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) This is what I thought was happening. I I didn't think it had anything to do with going faster because they didn't really portray that to me. I didn't see that. (laughs) I didn't see the boat get faster after the cars went off. It seemed to me like they were like, fuck, here come the cops. Get the contraband out of here. Yeah. Push it all off into the water. And then I thought he was going to like shoot out the windows to make them sink faster Mm -hmm. so that the cops couldn't get to the con, you know, like, oh, we can pull it up and there's still all this shit in here. Like if it sinks to the bottom, we're probably better off. But no, that's not what he's doing. No. He shoots the car so that they explode in the water. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, oh, my God. Was Okay, so that was the plan to stop the cops because now there's this explosion <laughs> and fire and smoke they have to deal with? 
But now you're saying it's so that they can go faster. Yeah. Okay. But either way, the whole scene doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Because then they just move on. Mm -hmm. And then the next scene, they re-join up. Yeah. I don't even remember exactly what it is, but I wrote down, I was just like, wait a minute. They did this two scenes ago. (laughs) They got together and were like, let's do this. And then in this scene, they say, they do another like, I'm in. Like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? You are already in. Like, you started the plan, and then this thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then now we, it's like they all got distracted by this. Like, yeah. oh my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what were we doing? We need to avenge our parents. Right, right. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We already did that part. Now we're at the planning stage. <laughs> um, and I loved his line afterwards because, like, Alex is like kind of chill about the whole deal you know like oh here come the cops we'll escape them we'll be cool done this a million times blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then like you know uh chad is all like holy shit there's gunfire and we fought people and i kicked people into the ocean and all sorts of craziness (laughs) and alex looks at him and just says welcome to hong kong and i was like that happens every day enough for you to be (laughs) like that's what it's like here Every single day. I mean, maybe for Alex. Harbor cops, explosions, gunfire. Like, (laughs) that seems like a shitty operation Alex is running. If it's constantly being, like, found by the cops and gunfights breaking out. Yeah. Um, And, damn. I hate when I do this. I'll always write down some notes expecting to remember the exact context and then I don't. Mm -hmm. But in that scene where they rejoin in together, I just wrote, I was like, why weren't any of these issues brought up when they first agreed to do this? Um, And I think what I was talking about was Alex's girlfriend, Danielle. Daniela or whatever. The one who who touched Chad's dick at the bar and then he headbutted him. I don't understand what the fuck her deal is. Yeah. She is so like just unbelievable in terms of what she does as a character. Like not even necessarily actor. Like mm-hmm. it's not even like her acting is atrocious, but it's just like <laughs> the things that her character does. You're like, why are you doing this? Cause mm-hmm. she like feels up the, the, the wrong Jean-Claude. Yeah. And then the other one gets mad at her about it. Like, hey, I'm your boyfriend. Don't Can't you fucking tell us apart? We don't look alike and all that <laughs> shit. Uh, and she's like, Jesus, I'm sorry. Okay, fine. And then later he's like, yeah, I'm here on the boat with Chad. And she's like, oh, Chad, give him a kiss for me. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you egging him on? Like, he's obviously a lunatic who will yeah. strike you with, as he does later in the movie. Yeah. Like, he's clearly one of those guys who gets, like, jealous and angry and shit. Mm -hmm. And you were just feeling him up earlier under false pretenses, but still... And then, and then you throw that line out there like a like you're fucking chumming for sharks. Like, she wants him to get mad. Yeah. But then through the rest of the movie, that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. She's not trying to make him angry, and they wind up together at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what was the line about, like, oh, you get a kiss from your hot twin brother that I molested earlier? Yeah. Uh, wow. Like, what? Why? Why are you doing this? I don't understand her at all. Me neither. And I also don't understand... <laughs> How it takes her so fucking long to just look up a piece of paper. There was like 40 minutes of this movie where they, <laughs> they'll come back to her and she'll be like, I don't know. I didn't see anything. And mm-hmm. he's like, you should look into it. Frank said that Griffith yeah. like did this. And so there should be some sort of paper trail. And she's like, I don't know. And they go back and forth and back and forth. And it seems like every single time she gets to that room and opens it and like starts to look at a piece of paper and that security guard lady shows up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what are you doing in here? 
It's like, how can you not get a, like, where are you and where is she? And do you ever look for her? Like, do you have <laughs> any skills at this at all? Like, I understand she's not a spy. Yeah. She just works here. But it's like, you can't nonchalantly do this yeah, in a way right? where you're not like, oh, 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 my God. Like, when you get caught looking at something, like, you can't even come up with an excuse for why you're where you are mm -hmm. or anything. And it literally seems like all she has to do is read a single piece of paper. Because by yeah. the end of the movie, like, that's what happens. Yeah. She finally gets a piece of paper and is like, oh, my God, they're right. And I was like, that's all you needed? And somehow you couldn't fucking get that done? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But that was the shit I couldn't believe that they hadn't already hashed out. Mm -hmm. Because when they had their first meeting and Frank explained everything to everybody, Daniela was there. Mm -hmm. And then this scene... Three scenes later, she's like, oh, but I don't know. I work for that guy, Griffith. Yeah. And I was like, how did you not bring that up already yeah. with anybody? Maybe not in the group, but like to Alex. Yeah. Like, by the way, this whole plan? No, I think Alex knew. Well, that's right. Because he, yeah, that's that's true. But like nobody discussed it. Yeah. Nobody brought up the fact that I was like, oh, by the way, she works for him. For like five years now. Yeah. Like, and I guess I kind of know him. <laughs> like, yeah. he must in some way. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't know that she, is. yeah, otherwise he wouldn't know she works for him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, he has a relative understanding of who this man is. And she definitely knows who he is. Mm -hmm. And Frank tells the whole story about how that guy's a murderer. And they're just like, no reason to bring anything up now. Oh my God. It's so fucking silly. Then there's some more twinanigans when uh, when <laughs> fucking <laughs> Chad is just standing outside a building and <laughs> the gangsters show up and like pull him into the car because yeah. they're like, yeah, this is Alex. And they drag well, him in like the second time he's been confused. Why is Chad alone in a strange city? That's what I don't understand either. Like the start of that scene is literally like him leaning against a, a he gets, building. He gets out of a cab. And goes and leans against a building. Yeah, and then another car pulls up and he gets kidnapped. And I'm like, why is he here? Yeah. Where is Frank? Where is Alex? Where is anybody? Like, what is he doing here? Yeah, who is he waiting for? Yeah, like, does he... he even know where he is? Like, what? And, and how did these people find him? Was it literally a case of them driving by and being like, oh, hey, that guy looks like Alex? Yeah. Or did Chad somehow... Take a taxi to an exact spot that Chad likes or that Alex likes to hang out at and get mistaken for him or something like that. So dumb. Yeah. And so they, they pull him into the car and they start talking to him and they, they're calling him Alex. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he doesn't even try to act like Alex, mm -hmm. he just like sits there and doesn't talk. Yeah. And then later he asks him to do stuff for him and he's like, go fuck yourself. And it's like, so you're not acting like Alex at all. Yeah. And they're going to beat the fuck out of you for it. Yeah. Like, you don't know that you're not going to die right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that you're, I mean, I'm assuming that you're doing it because you know that this guy is one of the guys who killed your parents. So you're like, oh, yeah. I'll die telling you to fuck yourself. Like, okay, all right, I get that. Yeah. But I was just really like, I, I don't understand what his plan is right now. Like. He's just not reacting to them. And they're just like, I'll take your silence as yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the whole scene until he tells them to fuck themselves. Yeah. And the the, the super jacked dude, Moon. I looked it up. His name is Moon. <laughs> the character <laughs> with the messed up eye. Yeah. Just beats the ever living fuck out of him. Yes. There's a wonderful uh, close up sort of slow-mo groin punch. 
which I thought was so funny where it's just like, (laughs) oh, uh, time to fight these guys one by one, as is usual. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come for this guy. And he goes for that big, huge kick like. And I was Mm -hmm. like, man, he really needs to guard his groin. And then he, bam, gets it in the groin. I was like, yes, perfect. That's what I was hoping would happen because I was like, you're being real foolish with your groin right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And he gets it, and then he just bashes his head into the side of that shipping container. Over and I was like, and over. Yeah, it was and brutal. Over. And I was like, oh, man, and now they're going to trap him in here. And then they were like, anyway, bring us some cognac if you get it or something. And they yeah. just let him, and they let him live. And I was like, oh, I thought, okay. They just drop him off in the middle of the street. Yeah, well, it's the fact that the fight leads into the container. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, and then they're going to trap him in it. And it's like, no, 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 that it doesn't really mean anything that they went in here. <laughs> they're well, going to pull him out anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I wrote down the next scene. I was like, and now for the third time, they will decide to be in or not. Because <laughs> Chad comes back beat to hell. And he meets back up with Frank and Alex. Mm-hmm. Are they already at that abandoned hotel at this point? I don't think so. I forget. Uh, yeah, that's right. They're going to. This, this is when they're going to go there. Mm-hmm. So they decide that, yeah, okay, we're going to do this. And now we have some information because they told who they thought was Alex mm-hmm. where a shipment was going to happen. Yeah. And so now they have some information to go and disrupt their shit. I really don't understand. Like, they don't yeah. really have a plan. Yeah. There's not a plan of, like, we're going to hit their shipment. And then when they come out of hiding to find out what's happening, then we strike. Yeah. They're just like, we're going to go fuck up their shit. Yeah. And then next, well, then next we're going to go to a bar they like and fuck up their shit. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> real plan. Yeah. They're just going to fuck some shit up, I guess. Yeah. But they need a base of operations for some reason. You literally go all the way out to an abandoned hotel with nothing Mm -hmm. to plan your mission that has no plan. Yeah. Like, if they were, like, training for something. I I I had a note. I may absolutely hate training sequences. (laughs) But if a movie needed one, it was Chad in this movie. Yes. Because they literally go from, like, we're here at our hideout. Here's a bunch of guns we have. Let's do it. And they're going on a mission to go disrupt their shit. Yeah. And Chad just has a gun and he's following behind. And Alex tells him, like, don't fuck it up. And that kind of, and like that's the most advice he gets mm-hmm. about doing this kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you understand Frank because he says he was in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Or something like that. So it's like you understand that that dude, like, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And Alex has been in this underworld his whole life. So he yeah. knows what he's doing. And then you got fucking aerobics instructor Chad over here. <laughs> and they give him no <laughs> no training on it. Yeah. And he still, he does fine. He actually does great. And I don't understand the line at the end of the scene when Alex tells him, like, hey, you still fucked up. I was like, did he? Because... I don't remember him fucking up. Like, I mean, unless... they go in and they shoot people and they blow everything up and they escape and they're all alive. I don't understand who fucked <laughs> anything up. Like, the plan seems to go off without a hitch. Unless they had more <laughs> explosives that he didn't get a chance to plant? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, they plant a ton of explosions everywhere. And uh, there, <laughs> there's a nice slow-mo face kick in that yes. scene. 
Oh um, there's uh, double guns in that mm-hmm. scene when mm-hmm. Alex gets a hold of two guns and is shooting around. And then <laughs> quite possibly one of my favorite shots of the movie was when they just show him rolling along the floor, like end over end, just, just firing wildly. Yeah. People fire wildly <laughs> so much in this movie into situations that they are not like... Uh, uh, like certain of what is happening yet. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the movie, when when the parents are getting murdered and Frank comes like swerving around in his convertible and he just pulls out a pistol mm-hmm. and starts taking pot shots at the scene. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, there's babies and you don't know that your friends are dead yet. So like you could be killing them right yeah. now. You're just firing wildly into a gunfight. Assess the situation. Yeah. And it's literally like the second he gets into sight. He's oh, yeah. Like, like he has taken no time to assess where anybody is, what's happening, who's Unless dead, who's just alive. That good at, at picking out the people that he doesn't <laughs> yeah. recognize. I guess. I think my favorite part though was the very end of it when Alex gets or Chad gets the the red laser sight on his chest, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh no." And it's like slowly starts going up his body to his face and everything. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, obviously, like everyone in the world, sniper, sniper. that yeah. there's a sniper. Yeah. And then finally the fucking reverse shot cuts around and it's a dude with a pistol two feet in front of him yeah. aiming it straight <laughs> at him. Like, why is he using the sight? All that's doing is alerting him that he's there. Like, if you were a sniper, why would you use that, the laser sight, and give away that you're aiming at them anyway? Yeah. But, like, especially in that scenario, like, you are standing in front of him. You couldn't miss if you tried. And you have to use that. And then Frank snipes him, right? Yes. Yeah, and then he gives the, like, from the top of that building over there. I loved all the moments where it's just, like, Frank doing shit he's yeah. the mvp of this movie <laughs> he really i love is. i love the whole next sequence when they go to that bar uh the climax club which <laughs> i like for one the fact that they like they say that out loud and obviously everyone's immediate thought is strip club yeah and it's not no but either way like the name of it in general is like they call it the climax club mm-hmm. and then like they obviously have some sort of plan right and <laughs> alex rolls up and gets out of, or he, I don't even know if he gets out of a car or if he's just standing there already. So many scenes are just like, and he's there, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's, but he's standing outside the Climax Club in a tuxedo. And I was like, that does not sound like the kind of place for that. Yeah. That's not like, get on your best tux. We're going to the Climax Club like that. No. But it's Climax and Club with a K. So it's racist. But the plan, because Zhang told the Alex who he, or the Chad that he thought was Alex, (laughs) that uh, Mr. Griffith likes the cognac that he gets. No, Mr. Zhang likes the cognac. Oh, Mr. Zhang likes the cognac. Either way. So he shows up at this bar Mm -hmm. with (laughs) just a big crate of supposed cognac over his shoulder. Yeah. While wearing a tux. (laughs) Like the whole thing just looks silly. Uh, but he, he brings it in and he lets the guy know, like, oh, yeah, I'm here to see the boss. And he likes the cognac, so I brought him some. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take it back to Zhang and them who are all having a bad guy meeting in the back <laughs> of this bar. Talking about the 
operation that was blown up the night before. Yes, they blew it up. Uh, which I, they like they they wind up blowing up like the whole fucking play. Like the yeah. whole pier is just like everything's gone. Yeah. And I wrote down. I was like, "Hooray! The gang's hideout blew up. The tunnel is saved. What did this do to anybody? Like, yeah, like I don't understand. Like this doesn't really get you any closer <laughs> to the bad guys, but whatever. Um. So they they finally. It, or at least it seems this way. Like they have, they have had their twinness this whole time, mm-hmm. and have not used it at all. Right. Truthfully, <laughs> like it's if anything, it's just been used against them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so in this one, finally, it seems like they're going to because Alex goes in the front way, and then they show that like coming in through the back door is the other twin mm-hmm. dressed identically. Also carrying a crate mm-hmm. with slicked back hair. And you're like, oh shit, there's going to be action sequences. Mm-hmm. Now they're wearing the same clothes. Yeah. Things are going to be happening. You're not going to know who it's <laughs> happening to. Um, And it turns out, like, at least it seemed to me, I was like, okay, so they have a plan mm-hmm. for this twin business. Like, they're going to find a way to use this to their advantage. I don't know what the plan is right now. Yeah. Because right now it seems like they're trying to play the whole, like, glitch in the Matrix trick on these guys. Where it's like, so <laughs> he's going to walk in again and they're going to be like, didn't we just take a crate from you? Yeah. And he's going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't understand how this is a plan at all. Yeah. But they don't even really get to anything. Do they? Because they say that the boss wants to talk to him? Yeah. Well, because the that henchman walks in with the first crate. Right. And, and they're says, like, oh, he's here. Yeah. And Alex he, is here. And Zhang said he knew about last night's shipment. Right, 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 right. And so, so they want to talk to him. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, is that the guy that they then come and tell that the boss wants to talk to him is Chad. Mm-hmm. And Alex is... Just somewhere else in the bar looking exactly alike? Like, how is that helping any plan where it's like, so you're going to walk in and instigate the thing by giving them the cognac. And then Alex is going to come in and get taken by the... Yeah, fuck. (laughs) Is going to come in and get taken back to talk to Zhang. It doesn't seem like there's actually a plan there. Yeah, I don't know. It just so happens that they were like, hey, they're both dressed identical, so everyone assumes that it's the same guy. Yeah. And that's really all I can think of is that they're still trying to play their cards close to their chest about, like, there's Mm -hmm. two of us. But by the end of the scene, they wreck it. And fucking Griffith is like, there's, or no, Zang is like, there's two of them. (laughs) And they realize that it's the twins and oh my God and everything. And so they they never get to use (laughs) their, like, twin lookalike. You know, like, oh, we could we could fool them with something. They yeah. really never get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they the, the 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 cognac turns out to be bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny of like, is it bombs in bottles? Or do these henchmen not understand what a crate of bottles of booze should sound like? And <laughs> Frank's a huge part of this plan in the most hysterical way because when Alex waltzes in, it's like, and Frank's already here mm-hmm. sitting at a chair with some sexy Chinese lady talking just to like her. hanging on him. Yeah, basically just hanging out at the bar. Uh, and then hysterically, he just like with, with absolutely zero like trying to hide it is just like detonator. Mm-hmm. And he like holds it up and like wiggles it at Alex. No, like, he, see, see what it he is. He had it by his side because he was he wasn't at the bar. He was sitting. Oh, on, right. Like, he was a like couch. sitting in a chair or whatever. But yeah. still, he just like pulls it out. He pulls it out of his pocket and like yeah. wiggles it okay. to the side of well, him. Fine. He, it wasn't like he was like up in the air. Like, look what I've got. No, that's later. When he's just standing somewhere and sees Chad talking with the bad guys, and he's like. 
pointing at it, holding yeah. it up in the air and just pointing at it like, should we use this now? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, yeah. this is a gangster bar. Unless, They're having meetings in the back. Like, unless he was <laughs> doing that to remind Chad, like, hey, that's a bomb. You should get away. I'm going to push the button. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know because I don't Chad, know what their plan was. Apparently Chad, the plan was to get the cognac to the bad guys to blow them up and kill them. I guess. And then they just gave up on that and blew them up wherever they were. Like, they they blew up the one in the back and it didn't kill them. And then they blew up the other one that was just sitting out on the floor, clearly nowhere near them. Yeah. So they basically just wasted their bombs, got into a couple of more fist fights, ran out the door, (laughs) blew their cover of being twins. Like, that whole operation was a complete (laughs) failure from top to bottom. And then it's like, okay, I guess they're still our heroes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so nobody gets killed. They yeah. blow their cover. They're idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one great moment in it that I loved. It was, <laughs> I just wrote, taking a drink, then crushing the glass with his hand. That was actually amazing. I thought that was a, <laughs> like the coolest moment to just be like, take the drink and then not not throw it and smash it, mm-hmm. but just full on close your fist and shatter it. Yeah. And then up next was the blatant sexual harassment at work. I mean, I would go further than harassment. <laughs> it, yes. Literally on Wikipedia, sexual assault. On Wikipedia, they call it molestation. Oh. <laughs> they literally specifically say uh, that she gets sexually molested by Kara. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like it's not even like she gets. Uh, frisky or yeah. yeah so they're just literally like oh yeah and she is there's sexual violence upon her like holy fuck and the movie doesn't really reckon with that no it doesn't really mean anything i mean that girl, like, that girl gets hers at some point she like stabs herself in the side um, well i mean oh yeah but, hers was the lamest one where it's literally it was like and you get shanked in the side and you're dead yeah. Immediately. Not like you will die later. Yeah. But immediate death. Yeah. <laughs> Unresponsive. Body flops to the ground. Yeah. You are dead now. <laughs> so silly. Um, but yeah, she gets caught looking for more of this information about Griffith. She apparently figures it out. Like yeah. in the midst of being caught, she she Yeah, Danielle <laughs> she does. She did figure it out. And then she calls Alex, but it's like the phone that they have at the at their base. Yeah, it's like a satellite phone. Yeah, so it's like Alex's phone or whatever, but he's not around. I wrote down the line because I thought it was so funny that she calls, she gets Chad, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, where, where's everybody else? And he says, Alex and Frank, they're in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's... That's it. That's how. That's the. That's the way you're gonna explain it right now. Yeah. Just the, they're in the jungle. They're collecting firewood. or yeah, like, gathering supplies. Just they're in the jungle. Do you okay. need more context than that? They are in the jungle. They're busy. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. Uh, but she's freaking out because you know she gets she got caught and whatever. Mm-hmm. At first, the way the scene was cut, I thought she was making the phone call in the same room as Griffith, like he was forcing her mm-hmm. to make this phone call to draw them out. Yeah. And then it turns out like, no, it's just that Griffith is listening to the line because Danielle is so in over her head mm-hmm. about this kind of shit that she doesn't even imagine. Like, I, I, I think I just found it hysterical that she like is clearly not thinking about the fact that she is using a phone at the business mm-hmm. that Griffith runs Yeah, to call 
her, her boyfriend and his brother and their fake uncle <laughs> about the fact that he murdered people, which she now knows is true. Right. Doesn't think that this might be a bad idea to call on that <laughs> phone line. But then in the middle of the call that is being listened to, she's like, hold on. I don't want to tell you everything over the phone, though. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's right. You probably shouldn't. Like, both of you are idiots. None of this should be happening. <laughs> like, you should have hung up and found a different way to do this or planned it better. Yeah. Or whatever. But you're so caught immediately. <laughs> this is why Chad needed training. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Chad decides to just steal Alex's boat to go back to Hong Kong and meet up with Danielle at the bar. Yep. Um, how the fuck does he know how to drive that boat? He can just <laughs> he can drive and park that boat wherever it needs to go and, and mm -hmm. can get off and go find that bar again by himself yeah. in a country he's never been to. What? Like, why? Oh, my God. It was so silly. Like, if it was just like, I'll meet you at the pier, mm -hmm. that I could maybe even get. Yeah. Like, like okay. okay, he's watched Alex pilot the boat enough. Maybe he gets how to, like, get it going. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't know how to, like, necessarily, like, get it into a spot. But if she's just at the pier, maybe she can, like, hop on and then they just go. <laughs> Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But apparently he finds parking, yeah. gets off, goes to the bar, and is so easy breezy about it. Mm -hmm. He has zero, like, there's no tension or anything about like, <laughs> oh, we better get you out of here. This is a big thing you've uncovered and they might know what's happening. He's literally just like, oh, hey. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, everything's cool. There's no problem. And then, of course, the bad guys show up. Yeah. And shoot that poor aquarium. Did yeah. not deserve it. Not at all. <laughs> And they have a big, long chase through Hong Kong over boats and through alleyways <laughs> and all sorts of nonsense. The thing that threw me for such a loop because I was not paying close enough attention. I'm assuming there was something in the scene itself that led it to this, but okay. I did not see it. <laughs> but it's when the bad guys decide that they're going to start kicking everybody's ass at the bar because they're like, we know they're hiding in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll find them and we're going to start kicking some ass. And that one dude kicks another dude's throat open. Was that the guy with the spurs? What the fuck? Yes. Later on, they, they <laughs> I'm assuming I missed the establishing shot in this scene. But when you they're did. fighting <laughs> later, they show the spurs on the dude's shoes. And I was like, oh, my God. Because that would have been the funniest fucking thing in the world. I, I just wrote, he kicked his throat open. <laughs> <laughs> then they make their boat escape. And then comes just... The strangest sequence in the world. And I read about, uh, very briefly, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme had a very specific thing about uh, that he felt that the love scene would appeal to a wider audience mm. than just a martial arts action movie. Um, so he's trying to get chicks to watch the movie because there's one awful, not even real love scene. I mean, it's I, all in his I head. Yes. That I mean, it, the whole thing is fucking bananas. Because, yeah. like, if you want your love scene to appeal to somebody, don't have it be a paranoid fantasy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have it be something where the person who's envisioning this is having a good time. Yeah. And not, like, drinking themselves to death because they think their twin brother is fucking their girlfriend. Like, that's the craziest part of it. It's like, yeah. the love scene is... Alex imagining his girlfriend fucking his twin brother, which is essentially just fucking him. Yeah. 
but he, but he sees the hair, so he knows who it is, yeah. and he knows that it's his brother. But that is the sex scene. Yep. Like that is it was awful, bonkers, bizarre. Yeah, I do not understand at all how, <laughs> like, uh, that had to have been another moment of like of just being like, um, so Jean Claude wants this, and again, he is the producer, so <laughs> so I guess this is how we're fucking doing it. But this is so strange. Yeah. Um, and they get back and Alex is angry at Chad because he had this imagination mm-hmm. about that happening. They have a fight. Finally, the fucking Jean-Claude on Jean-Claude fight, yeah. <laughs> which means that it's always one sided because only one half of the two guys on screen fighting are actually Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> at any given time. So it's a guy doing real martial arts towards a guy who's just kind of like, and then it cuts to the reverse shot. And now that guy's like, Oh, now I'll get you. Like it's super silly. Um, and then wait a minute. Cause they're getting, Oh, that's right. They, they, when they get chased back to the boat before they get back to the place and have the fight, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Kara, the like security girl or whatever gets up in a fucking helicopter and is searching for them. Yeah. I thought she gave up. Me too. The way that the movie played it made it seem like she was looking for them, could not find them. Yeah. And then while flying over their secret base went, let's go home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that is lucky for them that the bad guys just don't see them. Yeah. <laughs> can't find their fucking <laughs> fort or whatever. Like, wow, that's that's really lucky. And they have the whole Jean-Claude v. Jean-Claude thing. <laughs> I wrote it down as JCVD v. JCVD. <laughs> that should have been the fucking title. Just all uppercase. No punctuation. Just a bunch of letters. Like, the fuck? Is that like Gattaca or something? Um, <laughs> but they have their whole fight. There's a, a snot rocket of anger. You remember that mm, moment? Where he's like yes. pouring back drinks and then at one point just goes like like oh my god dude so gross like why what is this uh they have their whole fight chad bails and that's the point i wrote down i was like i don't blame him who gives a fuck about this tunnel oh that's when he said he's just going to swim home yes to california that was one of my favorite moments i wrote that i just wrote i'll swim and then he's like running away and he's like, I'll swim <laughs> just in case I didn't hear him. I wrote like, and he literally he... just leaps into the ocean. Doesn't yeah. He? Yeah. I was like, is he really just going to leap into the ocean? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he does. Right. And then the next time we see him, he's just, he's on dry land and he's fine because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's doing something else completely. And it's just like, oh yeah, that was just, uh, I, I just had a moment. <laughs> I was really confused at first too, because they come back and yeah. it's, and it's Alex, Alex on the beach. On the beach. Like, wait. I know. And I was like, okay, so is that Chad? But his hair is all slicked back because he's been in the ocean. Yeah. And then they show Chad somewhere else with his, like, feathered hair. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so no. So that is, why the fuck is he on the beach yeah. when he's the one who said he'd swim home? Did the movie even remember who was saying what? Oh, Apparently my God. Apparently not. And then the bad guys show up. And I, I was reading the, the synopsis on Wikipedia mm-hmm. for this movie. And the way that they describe it is that when they flew over in their helicopter, the bad guys discovered the hideout. And it's like, oh, okay, because the movie makes it seem like they gave up and they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. But that explains why the bad guys show up the next morning is because, okay, I guess they did see what was going on. Because I couldn't believe it. She literally is just like, "Uh, let's go back. 
Yeah. She's not like right there or anything. Yeah. She just like, says, let's right, go back. Let's go home. Get ready. Exactly. Like, she's. It just sounds like somebody giving up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess they found it. She's just not very excitable, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Uh, and a whole bunch of fucking uh, a whole bunch of soldiers show up that the brothers have to fucking fight their way through. Mm-hmm. This scene has some serious fucking arm porn. That one <laughs> shot when he grabs the gun and like the whole like <laughs> length of the scene is just like bicep, tricep down his arm. And he's like <laughs> such arm porn. So fucking funny. Uh, also, I love the fact I wrote down always scream before you perform a sneak attack. Yes. <laughs> this fucking or- bad guy soldier just standing there. He's sneaking up behind him and he's like, ah, and then gets him like, yeah. don't announce yourself. Either that or tap on their shoulder. Oh, he so loved they, that trick in they, this movie. At least three times. At least. Yeah, that was my favorite. Just like tap, tap. They take Frank and Danielle. Mm-hmm. They don't get the brothers, but they get... Their loved ones. Yeah. Uh, and Griffith and Zhang are just hanging out with all the like soldiers who are doing kidnapping and shooting and murdering. And I was like, he does so much public business with criminals. Yeah. <laughs> and yet somehow Danielle couldn't find any evidence that this dude was up to something <laughs> wrong. Uh, I think it was pretty hysterical. But they they take him to uh, like a marina, a, a pier, whatever the fuck. They're on like a boat. Mm-hmm. And they have their hostages, and they're oh, essentially they're, waiting for their, for the twins to show up. They're on that big new shipping vessel that they the company bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're on the boat. They have their hostages, and essentially they're just waiting for the brothers to show up. And <laughs> I loved the fact that they're like they're doing the whole like talking to the bad guys over the walkie talkies, and oh, is this the brothers? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we have someone you might be interested in, and. It, mm-hmm. Ooh, we have your Frank and we have your Danielle yeah. and all that. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then comes the fight between Moon and Alex. No, Moon and Chad. Moon and Chad. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Because Chad was the one that was kidnapped. Right, and he beat and the shit out of him. Yeah, yep. yeah, and then he has to fight him now. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, because he was like, I could have beaten all of them except this one guy. Yeah. <laughs> he fucked me up. Um, I wrote down, we get it. You lift yeah. with how many times he fucking Seriously? lifted that barrel over his head. It was like, we get it. You're strong as fuck. I, but I don't understand <laughs> how lifting a barrel over your head is a good fighting strategy. Yeah, it just leaves you open to getting kicked in the stomach. Yeah, he's just going to kick you in the stomach or the nads or whatever the fuck yeah. else. Like, just fight him. You could beat the shit out of him, apparently. Yeah, you did it once already, like, just <laughs> yeah. a couple days ago. The only reason Alex ever gets, or, or Chad ever gets an upper hand is because of the fact that he won't stop trying to beat him up with that <laughs> barrel. Like, just leave it alone. It's like he wants it to be his thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to be the barrel guy. And then there's the girl bad guy fight. Mm-hmm. That's when Kara shows up. Yeah. And I wrote down, girl bad guy fight action dick grab. Because yep. she just grabs his dick as like a move. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so in the end credits when it says Jean-Claude Van Damme fight coordinator, he decided <laughs> in this movie that he was like, okay, so there's the one scene that we wrote where the girl Daniela reaches into my pants and touches my dick. Yeah. So now in later in this scene... Even though it's a different brother, mm-hmm. it's still Jean-Claude, but he gets the other lady in the movie to touch his dick, too. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is so blatant and obvious. Yeah. 
that it's like kind of sad. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, do you think that this makes you cool? Like, do you think there are dudes on the street who, after they saw this movie, they were like, dick grabs? <laughs> oh man, you got your dick grabbed in that movie. <laughs> like, oh, it's so strange. Uh, and then, yeah, she gets one quick shank in the side and then she's dead. Uh, Zang and Griffith wind up running for their lives now because the yeah. brothers have fucking taken, taken shit back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love how, okay. So like they, they get to their, 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 uh, their hostages, yeah. Frank and Daniela and Alex runs after Zang. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And he runs off to go get him. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, Chad brings Daniela with him to chase after Griffith. Yeah. And I was like, okay, for one, why the hell do you bring anybody with you to fight? Like somebody who doesn't fight to go do the final fight. But also, Frank was there. Yeah. Leave her with Frank. Like... If, if you're bringing anybody, bring Frank. I <laughs> like mean, he knows what's going on at least. Frank, Frank was more injured. Yeah, he did. He, he was kind of fucked up. But I loved the fact that at the end of the movie, he's just wandering around the boat. Like he yeah. got bored. <laughs> like they were like, stay here in the boiler room. We're going to go kill the bad guys. Yeah. And then by the end of it, Frank just came around like, guys, like, yeah. <laughs> I was, it was boring. There was nothing to do. <laughs> Half I came the looking on for fire. you. Yeah, there's a huge <laughs> fire. Should I be concerned? Like I thought that was so fucking funny that he was just wandering around. But uh Zang and Griffith, they get their uh their bad guy deaths. One was better than the other. And <laughs> I was a little disappointed <laughs> in the other, truthfully. Cause fucking Alex chases Zang all the way up that like the the thing that moves the yeah, the like, uh, the the shipping crate, the containers and mm-hmm. shit. He like, like chases a giant him. crane thing. Yeah, and he chases him all the way to the top, and then they have a little fight, and he like crushes his hand in some gears, mm-hmm. and Zang's all like, "Oh, I'll give you half of all my shit. It's I'm sorry, <laughs> like yeah. uh, fuck that Griffith guy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to do this." And uh, and then he's just like, "Oh, I don't fucking care." He probably has some yeah. sort of line. I don't even remember. What about my father? Yeah, exactly, something like that. And then Zhang just falls off the thing and dies. Like he, yeah, he lands like on that. some crates and he dies and he whatever. He's dead. Yeah. Griffith, however, oh. his is fucking hysterical. Yeah. The fact, I just like the the way that it was set up. I I, I fail to see how that could ever possibly happen. <laughs> like that exact setup. It seems insane, but mm-hmm. whatever. But the fact that they're getting chased with a shipping container, like he's he's basically forcing them off the boat mm-hmm. by, you know, pushing it towards them. And I was like, OK, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Like, that, you know, uh, I don't know how Griffith even knows how to work one of these things, but I guess he does. <laughs> and he forces them off. Uh, while Chad pushes Daniela into like a wedge on yeah. the side to keep her safe. Just to get her, just to get rid of her yeah. for the scene. Like, forget about her anyway. He shouldn't have dragged her along in the first place. Exactly. Uh, and then he forces him to jump off the boat. Like, Griffith forces Chad to jump off the boat into yeah. the water. Yeah. And I wrote down, you forced him into the water. Great. He's not dead. Yeah, he can swim. Yeah, like, I don't understand why you think this is suddenly, like, a, a crazy win. Uh, and then he... <laughs> It's just shooting into the water mm-hmm. like uh, you'll come up sooner or later. Like, why do you think he's right there? Yeah. Like you you chase him off into the water and then it cuts away to fucking Zang fighting with his cane blade, mm-hmm. you know, and all this. Shit. <laughs> and then it cuts back down to where Griffith is and he's now out of that shipping crate mover. Yeah. And standing on the edge of the boat looking down and then shooting into it. 
And it's like, it took you a few minutes to get to where you are right now. Yeah. Why would you think he hasn't swam away? Yeah. Like, he could have just started swimming and then he's gone. What the fuck is wrong with you that you just shoot into the water and you're like, yeah, I got him. Um, and then hysterically, though, even less like explicable is how Chad got back on the boat and into the machine in order to crush Griffith with the shipping container. I don't understand how he got on there to do that, but I'm very glad he did because that was an amazing action movie, bad guy death of just like Griffith. And then he drops it on him. Oh, and it was brilliant. Zang is dead. Griffith is dead. Frank's fine. Daniela's fine. Like everything works out well. And they have their <laughs> last little moment where they give each other some like brotherly hugs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I guess we don't hate each other anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I think that's, that's nice, I guess. <laughs> and then Chad like pushes Alex and Daniela together. Like, you two, you need to be together. Like, mm-hmm. oh, have, have your moment because. That's how it should be or whatever. Who fucking Mm -hmm. cares? Yeah. And they have their little moment of like, oh, we are totally still in love. Mm. And then they just like look back at Chad who does the like, okay, sign, freeze frame, 80 song credits. It is over. (laughs) Like what? There's nothing about the the tunnel. Nothing about like anything afterwards. Like, so do these brothers now like. Are they inseparable yeah. now? Yeah. Or do they go and fight other crimes? Is Chad like, going to move to Hong yeah, Kong? Yeah, to Hong Kong. Is, is Alex going to move to California? Do they even care? Do they even stay in touch? Movie's <laughs> just like, everyone's fine. Okay. Like, holy shit. Going into it, you knew that there was no chance that this was going to be like, great yeah no. <laughs> or anything like uh special mm-hmm. other than like holy shit what <laughs> oh my god uh but i think that that's like the perfect the perfect way to kick off jean-claude van damme month yeah but uh i think that is gonna have to wrap it up for uh for popcorn for dinner for this week mm-hmm. uh, this is jeff and kelly let's quit flogging the log here hey.